Do you hold a deep-seated desire to feel outraged? Or do you just find yourself wondering why everyone's fighting all the time about things that don't even seem to matter? Well, it's 2021, and if you're not pissed off about something, you must be paying attention. I'm Jay. And I'm Reg. And we're going to find out. Why are they mad? Why do you have to be mad? Why do you have to be mad? Why do you have to be mad? You gotta, you gotta do it like, um, you know, like all those like uh, girls who do the podcast about like true crime and stuff, and they always sound like this. Do you hold a deep-seated desire to feel outraged? Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Oh, well, you didn't. Did it not sound like that? No, no, not at all. Oh no. All right. Why are they mad? <laughs> <laughs> all right, episode one. Why are they mad? Pod. The show all about why people are mad. We've got a big show tonight. We're going to be finding out all about the Cleveland Indians' identity crisis. But first... This week in anger! Reg? Yeah? What pissed you off this week? <laughs> uh, the protesting man in... Was it Melbourne? Sydney. I think it was in Sydney. It was in Sydney during the Sydney anti anti-lockdown marches where the man punched a police horse and there was a, a very popular photo of said incident. People seem to be very mad at the fact this man punched a horse. I'm not, though. So the, question, the answer to your question is I'm not mad about anything this week. If anything, I'm more glorified. I like the fact that, you know, like this man... I mean, people seem to hate the horse. I don't know so why they hate okay the horse. With, you're okay with the, with the animal abuse. Well, it's not really animal abuse, is it? Horses are incredibly strong people, or horses, you know? Like, they well, don't... I do remember once on, like, a school camp, we got to, we had to ride horses. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. And um, what they told us was, like, hit the horse to make it go faster. And everyone was like, I don't really want to hit the horse. And the instructor was like, the horse doesn't feel pain the same way you do. Exactly right. I haven't seen the, the footage of the man punching the horse. Did, did he punch the horse in the face? Yeah, but it's fine. The horse is fine. Horses have strong faces. Everyone knows that. That's why they have a lot of sayings about it. Like, you know, like, why have a strong face, right? But, look, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> is that this what is, they this... say to horses? <laughs> they say, why the strong face? <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's like, a, it's like a metaphor for, like, when you're, like, putting on, a, on a, like, a tough face, you know? Like, when you're trying to seem like, you know, you're not hurt, right? Like, you know, why, why have a tough face, you know? I don't anyway. think I've ever heard anyone say that. And if they do, it, it's, they're not, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the horse. Either way, okay, my defense for the horse versus man argument, okay? you got mm-hmm. two different weight classes here, right? you got the man, whatever he is, 80 kilos, 100 kilos, something like that. you got the horse, like 900 kilos, you know? Like, if they were, like, you know, you, you put him on scales, you know, like, it's his MMA, you know, man's there, he has to, like, you know, That's get true. the scales and all that. Fucking, you put the horse on the scales, he needs two fucking scales, you know what I mean? Like, That's true. He's if, huge. if it was that one of those, like, you know, like when Conor McGregor, like, puts his arms up and goes, Arr! you know, like the weigh in or whatever? Mm mm. If it was if it was a man on one side and a horse on the other, they'd be like, "We got to call this fight off." <laughs> this is exactly right. <laughs> this is dangerous. Now that's point number one. Okay, point number two, right? 
I, the horse doesn't need you to defend it, okay? It's a horse. It's an incredibly versatile and strong being, okay? Like, as, as I keep saying, if you put him in the octagon, right, mm. the horse will sort of... This horse, horse will get its fucking revenge, you know? The horse will sort itself out, okay? This well, man, yeah, I think, I think the, the most fitting punishment is for the horse to get its revenge on this guy. Exactly. Put him in the octagon. Let them sort it out themselves. Mm. They don't need every keyboard warrior in the world fucking defending it, okay? This horse is probably, you know, feels a bit... Silly about it all, you know? Well, the horse probably doesn't remember because he got punched in the head. He probably got a concussion. No, 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 no. Look, I've seen plenty of people get punched in heads, okay? They're usually fine. Yeah, that's true. The the one time, well, the the few times I saw someone get punched in the head, they were fine. Exactly, correct. You know, like, I think it, and as I said, like, this man's punch, it's like nothing to the horse. He's like, ooh, you're scratching me, you know? Ooh, it feels good, you know? Like, he's he has like 900 kilos in this guy. It doesn't matter. That's true. And you know what people are forgetting? Mm-hmm. The horse is a cop at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, the horse is a cop. And a last cop time horse. I checked, people don't like cops, right? You know, yeah, you're always going out, you're cancelling cops. Why are no one cancelling cop horses? It's, you know? it's not like that movie Spirit with the horse. It's more like that movie Zootopia, if the bunny was a horse. No, well, that bunny was quite nice, though. It was a good What's the bunny? Susie Hops? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the yeah, name Zoot- was. Have you seen Z- Have you seen Zootopia? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have actually. I remember. I think I think you're lying to me. The fox, the fox is a cop at the end. Fox yeah. slimy slime bag. You know, like who says if his horse isn't taking bribes on the side? You know what I mean? Like mm. in the horse community, you know, like he goes down to the local. <laughs> I don't know racetrack, right? Yeah. You know, and he's taking bribes in corn and carrot. Horse, you know, he's a dirty cop, right? Like, I, I don't mm. see an issue with it, right? I wish more people would punch cops, I guess, in or any of the bad ones, right? Which, which are the good ones? Uh, youth justice officers are only them. Oh uh, yeah, fitting. Those guys are sick. What pissed you off this week, Jay? Well, I was in the, um, I went to the toilet on my lunch break, and um, there's there's like six urinals in the toilet, and. Four of them were out of order, and even though they were out of order, they were all just filled with piss. And have you have you ever noticed that like urinals in public places they're always filled with like like the reddest looking piss you've ever seen? Mm, mm, yeah, no, I do agree. I've never seen a I've never seen a piss in a urinal that looks like. Like that looks like a piss that I have taken. Yeah, like healthy piss, right? Like you never look yeah. into a urinal and you you never have to question whether or not that's water, you know? Yeah. It's all it's always someone who's incredibly dehydrated and you know possibly or, ill or like yeah or like sick and yeah. there's there's always like pubes everywhere. Yeah, I don't know where these people get all their pubes from. It was just yeah. Like, up. How do you drop that many pubes in the urinal? I don't know. Yeah, my I've had some issues with I've had some issues with the with the bathrooms at my work. There's been there's been three separate occasions now where I've gone into a toilet cubicle and I've discovered too late that there was no toilet paper in there. <laughs> and that like one time is too many for that to happen. It's yeah, it's never happened to me. Not even once. It should once. never happen. It's it happened to me happen. three times at work. That's insane. That's actually yeah. insane. Dude, where, why are people not stocking up the toilet paper in your workplace? I know, right? I, I felt like sending an email, like, because <laughs> this could be avoided. I mean, it, it easily avoided, right? Like, yeah. Like, there know? could be, like, one one protocol put in place to avoid that, <laughs> you, which is, like, a, 
Do you think there is a protocol, right? So, like, well, not a protocol, but there's, like, a system where, like, once a week it gets, you know, checked out and then redone if necessary, right? But, because those total paper rolls it, are so big, right? Like, oh, oh, Surely at the start of the day, they should just check. No, look, I, I think once a week is fair, right? Because those toilet paper rolls are so big. But do you think that there might be someone at your work who's a toilet paper thief? Huh? And that's why I mean, you keep running out. Or a toilet... Oh, shit. Yeah, just... Well, that's... A, I hadn't thought of this. Like, there's been toilet paper shortages around the country every lockdown. Exactly maybe, right. Maybe people are taking the toilet paper from the cubicles exactly. when the supermarkets run out. Or someone just uses a lot of toilet paper, right? Like, yeah, you've I mean, got a cereal shitter or a cereal thief on your hands here. I mean, they you, they stock one, one ply toilet paper. I don't blame anybody for... For using too much. <laughs> I mean, I do. I mean, you know, you know there's, there's a rule in place. There's always been a rule in place. Two I squares. mean, it's like a it's like a gentleman's pact that you. <laughs> well, that no, okay. I have thought because you know it's been not great when I've left the cubicle after not being able to wipe my ass, and I've thought to warn people if they were about to go into that cubicle, like there's no toilet paper in there, don't do it. But I feel like it's kind of that's a taboo thing to do, is to is to talk to someone just as you're leaving a toilet cubicle, you know. You definitely no, you don't have any chat in the in the men's bathroom except for no. a, like a, hey mate, or you know something very colloquial like that, right? Like no, you, you know what the only chat is, if if someone is um if you're walking in there and someone's walking out. You let them go without, you know, walk in front of them. They say thanks, or they just give you yeah. a nod. That's it. Yeah, exactly right. Funny yeah. you mentioned that you have a toilet story about work, because I have one from this week as well, actually. Oh, yeah? So, being in a new workplace, as you're aware, I yeah. uh, I used the bathrooms for the first time in the main offices today, right? Now, I'm going to send you a picture of where the urinals are in relation to the bathroom. Oh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Damn. So for those at home, the uh, the door to enter the bathrooms, the urinals are all placed in line with the door right in front of it, right? And yeah. so what happened was that I went in there a bit foolhardy, and I opened the door a little bit too hard, <laughs> and it ended up, you know, bum butting one of the guys pissing in the urinal, and he got shoved he, forward a little bit. Did he vocalize that? Did he go like? Ah! He went. Oh, and <laughs> and I said, "Oh, I'm so sorry, mate." And he said something along the lines of, "It's fine. It happens to everybody." And I oh, then yeah. thought to myself, "Well, it shouldn't. <laughs> it's going to happen to you eventually. It shouldn't happen." I mean, like at first, I was like, "This is your fault mm. because you decided to piss in the most ri- the right-hand yeah. urinal when yeah. you could have easily done your business in the left-hand one. It was empty, <laughs> you know." And then I started yeah. thinking. Maybe that's what he wanted to happen. Maybe. Well, no. Dude, I've thought about this. Because I remember my mom telling me this one time that, like, she was in a doctor's office and it only had, like, one toilet. Like, there was one... There was, like, a male toilet and a women's toilet shared between anyone who was in that doctor's at one time. And she... She went into the toilet of someone else and they had just left, like, a, a full shit in the toilet. And she said that as she was walking into the toilet, the person didn't break eye contact with her. Like, they were just staring her down <laughs> as if they knew that, or they would have known, that she was about to walk into the toilet that had their shit in it. 
They wanted it. They wanted to yeah. know. Wanted I reckon to know some, that must be like some exhibitionist thing. Or just plain villainy, right? <laughs> mischief. Like, yeah, mischief. This is a mischievous man. Yeah, you know? all the mischievous shit up. Yeah, it goes around. Like, he doesn't care who his victim is. Mm. Just as long as there is a victim. Yeah. Mm. You know? Do you do you have any idea what we're going to talk about today? Uh, no, actually, like, kind of something to do with um a, a baseball team. Do you know anything about baseball? You go there, pitch, bam, <laughs> first base, second base, third base, strike, you're out. Swing, better, better, miss. Yeah, exactly. You know, is and that what they say? They go dun 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 dun. dun. Alright, so we've established you don't know anything about baseball, but something that I remember, you've been to Ohio, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I've been to Ohio. Do you remember anything about that? Um. Do you remember what? Do you remember what year it was? Two thousand ten. Yeah. Oh, what a lucky <laughs> guess! I was really grasping for sure that. Uh. So okay, what are, what do you actually? What are what are your memories of visiting Ohio? Uh, so we went to Ohio. Um, we lived with some of my father's friends. They had a nice house. They were like upper, like not not like Bezos rich, but you know, like definitely upper class, right? Yeah. And I remember a couple distinct things. I remember basements. Basements are dope. Wish we had those over here. I remember uh, no one had fences. All their yards, like, ran together. That was really weird. Um, they have the big pretzels. Uh, what are the big, pre- like, edible pretzels? Yeah, yeah, Arnie Ants was what it was called. It's like a, it's oh, like a yeah, kiosk. like the salted pretzels. Yeah, big salted pretzels. Um, went yeah. to one of their moles. It was huge. Way mm. too big. Um, I bought some really bad three-quarter jeans. Um, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. Um, I remember those. Um, I, remember, I remember you, uh, I think when you grew out of those jeans and you were like, no, nah, they're not cool. You were like, I want to get some flares. <laughs> <laughs> those are cool. Look, there's a, there's a corduroy phase. We don't, we don't like to look at it. Okay. <laughs> we try I mean, to avoid the I mean, to be phase. fair, yeah, we're 14 years old. Nothing, yeah. Nothing's quite working at that age. It's wild how, how... Uh, how, how extreme you are at that age, you know? It's mm. like, you got to be this or you got to be that or you're nothing. Yeah, you got to either have three-quarter jeans or you got to have flared jeans. There's no in-between. Exactly right. Can't just have, like, regular straight lines, you know? I thought they look so dumb. But, yeah. um... Fourth of July, that was pretty cool. But I went to Cedar Point. That's what I remember about Ohio the most, Cedar Point. Oh, yeah, the big roller coasters. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, would you describe Ohio as a nice place? I think it's as nice as anywhere else, right? I mean, yeah, America's a very different place for the poor than it is for the rich, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, today we're talking about the Cleveland Indians and their name change. Uh, Should we get down to it? Yeah, why don't you tell me all about it? All right. The Cleveland Indians are a professional baseball team from the state of Ohio. Cleveland is a passionate but historically unsuccessful sporting city, considered by some to be a cursed city. The other two notable sports teams from Cleveland, the Browns in the NFL, 
who were infamously unsuccessful, and the team probably were most well-known around the world, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, we got the Indians, the Browns, and the Cavaliers. What do, what do you reckon the Browns are named after? Bears. Brown Bears? No. So the Browns are named after their first coach, Paul Brown. Cavaliers? Do you know what a Cavalier is? Like, horse-mounted infantry? Yeah, kind of. It's like a... It's like a... um, A supporter of King Charles. But it's also a sort of dog. But I think that... um, I think it's probably named after the... The... Horse the horse, ma- horse mounted infantry, yeah. Right. Yeah. So we've got the we've got the Indians, Browns, Cavaliers. Like one of those is not like the others. Right? Okay. Cleveland wasn't always known as the Indians. As a professional franchise, they were founded in the year eighteen ninety four, known as the Grand Rapids Rustlers. Grand Rapids being in the neighboring state of Michigan. In nineteen hundred, after six years, they relocated to Cleveland and changed their name to the Cleveland Lake Shores. And they would have probably called themselves that because Cleveland is on Lake Erie, I think it is. And a lot of a lot of sports teams in those days, they just called themselves like where they were from. Like the um like the Chicago baseball team was called like the Chicago's. Yeah. <laughs> another example. Give me another one. Uh well in in like England in the in the Premier well in soccer in England, you know like teams a lot of teams are called Wanderers, and that's because they didn't have a um a home ground so they would go to different home grounds. There's a team called Sheffield Wednesday. They'll call that because they played on Wednesdays. So the Wanderers weren't named after the movie the 1979 cult classic here, The Wanderers. No. They were named because they didn't have a home. They just you know, wandered around. That movie's about local street gangs and how they wear their colours and stuff in the late 70s. And that would actually be a very cool name for a baseball team because they could have yeah, all, wanderers. you know... Well, they could yeah. be, like, you know, in a... In, like, a clique, you know? Anyway. I always I always thought Wanderers was a cool name. Anyway. So, they moved to Cleveland. They were the Cleveland Lakeshores. A year later, they were renamed the Cleveland Bluebirds, which was often shortened to Blues. But the players didn't like that name, because they thought it was lame. So the year after that, the players unofficially changed their name to the Cleveland Broncos, which apparently never caught on with fans. In 1902, the Blues, who called themselves the Broncos, but were officially still the Bluebirds, acquired a star player by the name of Napoleon LeJoey. Before the arrival of LeJoey, who was known by the name Knapp, Cleveland was in financial hardship and considering another relocation. But Knapp was a home run with fans, and was soon named team captain. But that wasn't the only thing named for Knapp. In 1903, after a newspaper writing contest, Cleveland would adopt a new name, the Cleveland Napoleons, a.k.a. the Cleveland Naps. Bad name. Bad name. <laughs> Why do you reckon it's a bad name? Like, the Napoleons? Like, yeah. what? It's... Well, they literally they, they got a good player, and they were like, alright, the team is named after him. 
Oh, I figured it would be named after like the European conqueror, right? Like, and I was like, that's a bad name. It's dumb. He's not intimidating. No, they named it after the player they got, Napoleon LeJoey. That's also <laughs> a dumb name. Why would you? Anyway, it's stupid. Go on. In 1915, 13 years later, Nat LeJoey he got into a feud with the team's manager. He was traded to the Philadelphia Athletics. So they needed a new name. And as it would be, this one would last for over a hundred years. The Cleveland Indians. Was the Philadelphia Elf Athletes, is that their real name? Philadelphia Athletics. They, they called the A's. Still a dumb name. That's stupid. <laughs> Why would they you still exist. That? They're in a different city, though. So, Do you remember yeah. that, that local football team, the Canterbury Waters? No, I didn't know those. That's a bad name as well, right? What, were waters? they on the water? Speaking of Canterbury Waters, they found some COVID in the water in Canterbury today. Oh. <laughs> through, like, what, waste sewage and stuff? Yeah. They were testing it and they found some. That's a bit concerning. So, 1894, they were the Grand Rapids Rustlers. 1900, Cleveland Lake Shores. 1901, Cleveland Bluebirds. 1902, Cleveland Broncos, 1903, the Cleveland Naps, and then in 1915, the Cleveland Indians. Alright, so, quick segue here, alright, let's, let's, let's do a naming contest here, okay, right, if you had yeah. these names were your options, which would you pick? I actually reckon Naps is kind of cool, like, it just, it just feels like it's, uh, like a bit, like, left of field, you know, it doesn't, it feels like a name that um, is really old and would be, like, rooted in history and not just, like, you know, named after whatever they can think of. Well, I don't know. valid as your answer is, meh, it's wrong, okay? It's obviously the Grand Rapid Russells, because that is a yeah. wicked name. <laughs> well, what is Is a Russell like a bandit? Russell's like a cat, yeah, like a, like a cowboy, like a cowboy bandit, you know, like, yeah, gonna rustle me cool. up some cows. And Grand Rapids is just, like, a cool... Cool name for a place, right? It's, it's an intimidating place, right? Like, yeah. you know, it has... it's like that's where like the bully in, is from in like a high school movie, like the bully yeah. sports team. They're from Grand Rapids, you know. Yeah, like you and like if they didn't go with anything more generic, like the Grand Rapid Cougars or anything like that, it's the Grand Rapid yeah. Rustlers. That is, it yeah, this is a team of bandits together. It's They're a fucking... strong team. It's a strong yeah, team name. True. Yeah. Anyway, she was stuck with that. Bluebirds, dumb name. Lakeshore's dumber name. Well, yeah, the the Bluebirds, even the, the players were like, this is the worst name ever. And they were like, no, we're the Broncos. <laughs> Broncos? Isn't it already... There's an, an NFL team called the Broncos, right? Yeah, but they they came around like a couple decades later. Oh, so these guys had it first. Yeah, this is like early. Like, the baseball's an older too. sport than American football, as far as I know. That's a pretty solid name then, but either way. Uh, yeah. rap, rapid Butt Russells? That's, that's a good name. Yeah, true. Anyway. Uh, before Cleveland was first the Grand Rapids Rustlers, they went by many different names as an amateur baseball team. In the 1890s, their star player was a Native American by the name of Louis Sokolexis. So they were nicknamed the Indians. So, like, their best player was a Native American, so they were like, yeah, we're the Indians. <laughs> How predominant was, like, the Native American... Like, uh, like how how predominant were they in baseball? I I read about a couple, but I think this guy seemed to be the um, 
like the 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 biggest of his era, and he's considered like one of the best ever. But baseball was actually like racially segregated for um, until like maybe the the thirties or forties or something, maybe even later. And um, uh, I'm I'm not sure if that was applicable to Native Americans too, but at least in the 1890s, there was a Native American player. And his right. name, Louis Sokolexis. So, the official story went that in 1915, after consulting with sports journalists from Cleveland, the Indians' nickname was chosen for the professional team as a way to honour Sokolexis. But nowadays, it's pretty widely accepted that that story is bullshit, and sports historians suggest that Cleveland picked the name Indians to piggyback off the success of the Boston Braves, the team that won the World Series in 1914. And when the name was first announced, there was no mention of Soccer Lexus at all, let alone him being the inspiration for the nickname. How how could they possibly be piggybacking off the success of the Boston Braves? Well, that's the thing. Baseball teams are really uh, superstitious. So, so the, the Braves is another Native American name, right? Oh, I see, I see, I see. The Cleveland Plain Dealer, which is the city's biggest newspaper, would write about Sokolexis often, always referencing the fact that he was Native American. They would publish poems about him. This is one of them. Is this rhyme? Not really. Alright. Alright, give us a jig. This is bounding Sokolexis, fielder of the mighty Clevelands. All the crowd cries, Succalexis, 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 when he circles like the eagle round the bases or serenely slides upon his sulfurine, high and donut padded stomach, wiping all the glaring war paint of his navel in a jiffy. Yeah, so what, what do you think about... Like A, the structure's horrible. B, it doesn't <laughs> rhyme. And C, it's just like it's obviously very patronizing, right? Like Yeah. It's like it's like he's almost like a novelty, right? Yeah, I can see it's the not... picture of a man right here, you know, like he's just yeah. a regular old so, dude and they're making him out like, you know, they have like this big team of like, you know, white baseball yeah. players and like, then he's there's just him like a regular dude, right? And he, he's like, like wearing feathers and shit and he's got like, you know, Native American like, you know, attire yeah, on and not, stuff. Yeah. But he's not or at like all, just... obviously. To be clear, that in the illustration, he's got feathers in his head, but in the real picture, he's just, like, a normal dude, right? That's what I'm saying, he's a normal dude, right? But, like, yeah. they're painting him in this picture, like, wiping war paint off his face and stuff like that as, like, you know, he's some, you know, Native American, like, you know, who's never lived Warrior. in... Yeah, yeah, like, who hasn't, you know, lived in regular society and he's come to win the game for them or something along those lines. Yeah. It's, it's just he's wild. He's like a secret weapon. When was this written? Uh, that was in the 1890s. 1890s. Right. right. So the, these poems were often accompanied by cartoons of Sokolexis, depicting him with feathers in his hair, and you can probably guess that was not accurate to how he appeared on the field. Later on in his career, when his form would drop off, the newspaper would turn on him, one article comparing his game day performance to that of a wooden Indian statue and later starting rumours that he was suffering from blood poisoning and would have to have his leg amputated. Jesus. Sokolexis did suffer from alcoholism, and he died at the age of 42 in 1913. The Cleveland Plain Dealer 
in their epitaph, stated, He was the greatest natural baseball player that ever lived. But then, flattery and homage turned the head of the Aborigine. He fell into bad habits and became utterly beyond the reach of discipline. He was only an Indian after all. Jesus. So, what, they're trying to say that, you know, obviously his reasons for his illness is the fact that, you know, he was garnered so highly and that he's like a lower species? That's what they're saying, yeah. That he couldn't he couldn't take the uh like the the celebrity he got because he was an Indian, yeah. That's crazy. In comparison to today where if you saw something like that you would assume it's because of the mm. you know, like the like the opposite is there, you know? Yeah. Like they worked hard, so hard because they were at like a disadvantage. Mm. In the nineteen thirties, the Cleveland Plain Dealer started to use a cartoon caricature of a Native American designed by cartoonist Fred Reinert to celebrate when Cleveland had an important win. But the cartoon, known as The Little Indian, soon became a hallmark for all things about the Cleveland Indians. If they won, the little Indian might be shown dashing menacingly across the page holding a hammerstone and dagger. If they lost, he might be depicted as being hit in the head with a baseball and falling to his side, or sitting alone in the rain with a giant umbrella. The Little Indian became synonymous with the Cleveland Indians and was especially popular with children. In 1947, 15 years after the Little Indian's first appearance, the Indians would commission a company to draw them a new logo. Journalist George Condon wrote, When the baseball club decided to adopt an Indian caricature as its official symbol, it hired an artist to draw a little guy who came very close to Reinhardt's creation. A blood brother, unquestionably. That job was given to a 17-year-old employee of the design company named Walter Goldback. He was told to draw something that would convey a spirit of pure joy and unbridled enthusiasm, and he drew what was the first iteration of Chief Wahoo. Do you want to describe what this logo looks like? <sighs> he... it... I'll start off first. It's a bad logo, you know, like, even, you know, putting aside, like, the, you know, the discrimination here, it's a bad logo, right? Kind like scary, right? It's scary, like, it's not even, it's not scary in the way that it should be, you know? Like, where it's, like, intimidation, like, we're tough, you know, like, we'll win the sport, the the, the game of ball, right? It's, like, menacingly, it, it looks like something out of, like, a, like an old an old, like, lolly, or, you know, like, candy. Yeah. He looks like he's, like, he looks crazy. He doesn't look... He looks, like, crazy, he looks depraved, and <laughs> his proportions are just wildly messed up. Yeah. Can, can you see the resemblance to those cartoons above that? From I the, mean, yeah, uh, of course. They're, they're obviously uh, one and the same, right? Like, yeah. except, you know, at least in the ones above, he looks angry enough to win, you know? Yeah. What he looks like? He looks like he's from, like, a cigarette package. Yeah, like the American Spirit cigarettes or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what he looks like. He looks like yeah. he he looks like he's enjoying a product not winning the game of ball, right? And would you describe this image as racist? I mean, obviously. I mean, like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a hard call to make because I don't know necessarily what would be considered discriminatory towards in particular Native Americans, but I know what is discriminatory towards, you know, 
anybody yeah. and it's you know throwing their proportions out of whack and Definitely. you know just kind of like prying on their like you know their uh their like you know beliefs and stuff like that which he obviously is chief wahoo wasn't a name coined specifically for the logo of the cleveland indians more so it was a name ascribed to any generic native american character and it's worth noting the character in the chief wahoo logo isn't a chief since he's only got one feather on his head Chiefs wear full headdresses. A few years later, Cleveland updated their logo, giving it bright red skin, creating what we know as the Chief Wahoo logo to this day. Over the years, Cleveland would add further Native American-themed aspects to their brand, such as teepees on the field and animated depictions of Chief Wahoo shouting charge displayed on the scoreboards, or animated players being skewered with arrows when they were hit out. Pretty hmm. brutal. It's wild that this has happened up until today, you know? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it... and also the fact that that's not even Chief Wahoo, right? Like, is that what, am I understanding it correctly? It's just, like, a derogatory term for Native American characters in general? Well, the the name, like, sir... He he wasn't named Chief Wahoo. That's something that came over time. So he he didn't have a name at first. Apparently they f- they wanted to call him Tommy Hawk at first, but um, so so Chief Wahoo was just like if there was a Native American character in like a pulp comic book in you know the twenties or whatever that s- someone would just say like oh, that's Chief Wahoo, you know, like it was just like a generic name like. That would be given to a Native American. Man, that's picture. horrible. That's 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 actually horrible. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the new logo is even worse, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> it's 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 like a it's a fair bit like you mean the new logo like the the old logo like Chief Wahoo that has red skin, right? Sorry, yeah, yeah, the the one up until more present day, right? Mm. See, because now I can really see the like derogatory you know terms there, like you know the red skin. Like, yeah. you know, this bouldering yeah. nose, like, it's it's ludicrous that this was, A, made, and B, accepted for so long. Yeah, right. Alright. The first people to suggest that Cleveland's Native American-themed branding was offensive were the local Native Americans of Cleveland. No surprise there. When asked to take part in celebrations for the city of Cleveland's 175th anniversary of its founding... Local Native American groups use the opportunity to protest historical persecution and contemporary commodification, namely Chief Wahoo and the Cleveland Indians. Protests have been staged by Cleveland Native Americans on baseball's opening day every year since 1973. So can you like imagine like they're going to have a parade and they're like, oh, we better we better get the Native Americans to tag along, <laughs> and it's like your your team logo is literally like a a racist caricature yeah <laughs> oh man that, uh, so ridiculous yeah. it's so ridiculous that no grown up was just like at the time just yeah. like hey <laughs> like even like even from just a perspective of keeping the peace you know well, well we'll get to that there's yeah there's some pretty it kind of goes to show why they kept him around so long so there's anecdotal evidence that Cleveland was aware of the offense Chief Wahoo was causing. 
the mascot was absent from the team's game day caps from the 1960s into the 1980s. But in 1985, then-president Peter Bavasi was discussing with players and team officials what their uniforms should look like. He claims that players suggested Chief Wahoo appear on their caps. What Bavasi claimed, he was hesitant because he knew it would cause offence to the Native American community. He was swayed when told it would sell like crazy, which they did. Chief Wahoo was added to the Indians' caps in 1986, and sales went way up. It was estimated in 2006, Chief Wahoo brought in $20 million a year for the Indians. The Cleveland American Indian Movement describes Chief Wahoo as exploitative, bigoted, racist, and shameful. The logo is featured at the Jim Crow Museum of Racist Memorabilia at Ferris State University in Michigan because its exaggerated features serve the discriminatory purpose by emphasizing differences of the depicted race, thereby reinforcing the idea that the caricature race is inferior. Cleveland retorted that fans only associate Chief Wahoo with baseball, and so therefore it was not a racial caricature, and that the team no longer animated Chief Wahoo to, quote, acknowledge the sensitivities involved. So they're basically saying that it's not a racist caricature because fans only associate it with baseball. It's crazy. Like, the idea of being, like, you know, like, oh, but if you put the logo on the cap, it will sell like crazy. It's like, you put any fucking logo on a cap, it's going to sell like crazy, right? Yeah. Like, it's not I, like I think... these people were buying it because of that in particular. They're buying it because it's their baseball team, you know? And I mean, like... maybe, but also, like, people love Chief Wahoo. And I think maybe it's because it's offensive, or people are telling them they're not supposed to like it, or they're not allowed to like it. I think it that makes them protective of it, you know? Like, there's there's some weird psychology there where, like, the the denial of Chief Wahoo makes it more appealing. Protests ramped up in the 1990s. In 1995, Cleveland played the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. Two teams both branded with Native American mascots drew protests all over the country. Active in these protests and the overall conversation are the descendants of Louis Sokalexis, the claimed namesake of the Cleveland Indians, who said the Indians' name and Chief Wahoo logo denigrate their relatives' contribution to the sport of baseball. The protests against the Indians' branding were always met with counter-protests in favour of the Indians' branding. The atmosphere was always described as tense, with some counter-protesters wearing red paint all over their body and dressed in replica headdresses. Some fans would chant things like, You killed Custer, and make mock war chants to the protesters. Supporters of the name and logo claim it is in reverence of Native American history, specifically Louis Sokalexis, but most supporters simply do not acknowledge or actively deny there is a racist connotation to Chief Wahoo and the Indian's name. When they counter-protest, they feel they are protesting for the right for their favorite team to exist, and for their sense of identity and belonging. They look ridiculous when they're protesting. Yeah, I know, right? They look actually insane. See that photo there? That guy is like, got red face paint on and a headdress. He looks like a juggalo. He's actually talking to, like, a real Native American... Yeah, right. 
Yeah. The guy below it, the one who's done like the really good paint or whatever, he looks like a juggalo. Oh yeah, he actually does. Because <laughs> like the big like eyes, I reckon. So the you killed Custer thing. Right, like, like is in like Custer the general, obviously. Yeah. And he's so, like. Yeah. So what what are they chanting that for? Like, obviously Custer died in war, right, against yeah. the Native Americans. And I mean, so it's are they just mad? A bait, right? It's a bait, just yeah. To bait okay, them. it's a bait. Yeah, you're totally right. That's exactly what it had to be. Yeah. I like how you then have like the faux intellectuals who come in and be like, actually, it's from Louis Soc- <laughs> Socalexis, and uh, you know, it's in reference to him. It's like the like. It's not there. Look, de- like look deeper than the skin, you know? Yeah, that was a made-up story, like, to make it seem less racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even then, it's it's always wild to me when, like, people who are not of the minority group will be like, actually, you're wrong for protesting against It's like, just do what they want. They're fucking, yeah. they're the minority group here. They're the ones who are upset. Let's check out some footage of one of those protests. Alright, let's click this link. complex emotion to it's horrible these people are just denying these people like any right to say things right but they're obviously all fucking losers right like <laughs> it's it's very evident that they're all people stuck in their ways and like are boomers who have lived the same life for the last like 50 years or whatever it is. so I can understand their side to a certain degree they don't want things to change yada yada but it's yeah. also like they're just they- they get so angry. They get so angry about something yeah. that doesn't matter, right? Like, it's not like Chief Wahoo plays on the team. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not like he wins the games, you know? What does it matter, really, end of the day? You know? Yeah. To deny people their, like, anger in that regard, it's just, it's just, it's just so 
so fucking ridiculous. And they all yeah. look ridiculous as well. And there's just something that I love about old Americans yelling at people. <laughs> right. always, always, it's like they're characters. They're, always like just, they're the actual caricatures. Yeah, yeah, like, you know. Whenever I see that shit, I'm like, how do these people exist? <laughs> like, you know, just, who, who goes to someone, you're a fucking whack job, <laughs> You're man. a whack job, man. <laughs> you know? Or who stands there grabbing their crotch, like, gyrating <laughs> their tongue rolling around. Just that one guy who said something along the lines of, like, what are you doing? You need yeah. to get jobs! <laughs> get a <laughs> it's job! Like, it's like, what do you... Why do you think these people don't have jobs? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird comment to make. Yeah. But, yeah. um, no, look, I think I think they're all ridiculous. So, yeah, I, like, it's not gonna... It doesn't outrage me. I think that the... the the whole Chief Wahoo thing is ridiculous and that outrages me, but these old white men yelling at people does not because they just they just seem so harmless and ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So by the mid two thousands, Chief Wahoo existed at a point where it was widely acknowledged as offensive by the general public and academics, but remained very popular with Cleveland Indians fans and lucrative for the franchise. Though some fans began what was known as de-chiefing, retaining their support for the Indians, but removing any depiction of Chief Wahoo from their merchandise. Self-proclaimed die-hard Indians fan Dennis Brown went viral on Twitter in 2014, chronicling the process of unstitching Chief Wahoo from the sleeve of his Indians jersey. In an interview with ESPN, when asked for his feelings towards Chief Wahoo, Brown said, I've owned a ton of Wahoo paraphernalia over the years, and it's only the last five or six years that I've started to move from being pro-Wahoo to ambivalent Wahoo to anti-Wahoo. It's been mostly a slow evolution, but there was this one thing in 2012 when I was reading an interview with the Native American author Sherman Alexie in Time magazine, and at one point he said, put images of Chief Wahoo and Sambo next to each other, and once I started in that light, I decided I wasn't going to wear that anymore. Thanks, Dennis. Bravo. It was, it was great. It was a really good accent. <laughs> but it kind of seems like a no-brainer. Like, <laughs> how's he going to be, like, 60 years old? <laughs> well, <laughs> to be- that's what I was saying before, right? Like, I think from perspective of people who have grown up, uh, especially in a time, you know, like say the 50s, the 60s, the very early 70s, things like that, where there wasn't a big outcry about, you know, racism and, you know, or there was, but it was completely unheard, right? Yeah. That it's so deep-seated in their brains that, like, you know, Wahoo's not a racist person. He's the fun guy I go and see the, the you know, baseball games with, right? Like, yeah. you know, the point there where he says, you know, like, he didn't even recognize the fact that it was so, you know, similar to things. Mm. Yeah, and, like the Jim Crow stuff. Yeah, yeah, the Jim Crow stuff until it was brought into perspective, you know? Mm. And I think it's very similar with a lot of these people, you know? Like, they just they just haven't, you know, they're being ignorant on the fact, you know, whether or not it's purposely, yeah. whether it's, you know, otherwise. So Dennis Brown's Twitter thread inspired others to reply with images of them doing the same to their gear. It also attracted just as many Chief Wahoo loyalists. Here are some of the replies. Is this guy kidding? He didn't seem to have a problem with a patch when he paid for the jersey. Another PC clown. This is not dissimilar to castrating oneself. Fan card revoked. <laughs> so basically, 
You ruined a $100 jersey to make a weak point on Twitter? Ladies and gentlemen, you're idiot of the week. You suck! Don't jinx our team! And here's the best one. <laughs> what you did was pure communism. Dude, that guy, man, he's really out here. He's putting the words on the paper. You know what yeah. I mean? He's, he's seeing shit that I'm not seeing, but no yeah. one's seeing. So those are some of the lighter replies to that tweet. Others were, like, just straight-up racist, and some of them were actually, like, targeted racist remarks to, like, Native Americans who were commenting. Like, there's there's some bad stuff in that thread. Like, it's not all just, like, funny. <laughs> it's not all just, like, yeah, characters yeah. of human beings. Just... Some, of it, some of it was actual, just, like, straight-up racism. Yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, you can go to any thread online and you can probably find straight-up racism. It's pretty yeah. route. On February 28th, 2014, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, the same newspaper that first introduced a little Indian cartoon that would become Chief Wahoo, published an editorial titled, The Tribe Should Retire Chief Wahoo Once and For All, which read in part, this will understandably disappoint many tribe fans, given the emotional hold the smiling, big-toothed, big-nosed cartoon Indian has had on them for more than 60 years. But it's time to acknowledge once and for all that the caricature represents a racially insensitive stereotype of Native Americans. Many fans don't see it that way. They view Wahoo through the lens of their youth, when they learn to embrace Wahoo the way they did Bugs Bunny, as lovable and funny, and before they knew anything about racial stereotypes. That's why benching Wahoo is so difficult for them. It implies that their affection for Wahoo was somehow impure. It taints their nostalgia. It creates a break from the past. For many, getting rid of Wahoo means giving into excessive political correctness. Spot on. Yeah. Right, that's exactly what I was thinking. This person is put into actual articulate words. I love and that. This, this is coming from the same newspaper that basically invented Chief Wahoo, <laughs> like, like nearly a hundred years beforehand. I don't want to think it's a PR stunt, right? No, like, I don't think so. I think that it, you know, it's just time, like, because it wasn't, it wasn't actually a popular decision in Cleveland to get rid of Chief Wahoo. Yeah, like there were more, there were more, there were more counter protesters wearing his face on their caps and their shirts than there were people you know, showing up and yelling that to retire him, you know? I think like, the funniest part about this is that all these anti-protesters who are going so out of their way to, you know, talk about it and, like, you know, disavow these people and such, yet their team fucking sucks. <laughs> like, they don't... They're really bad. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, cursed. They're cursed? Like, like, just... And, wait, look what happens when they become good. We're coming up to that. So Cleveland now finds itself in a position where there is a growing fan movement and outside pressure to retire Chief Wahoo. But the logo is also its biggest merchandise seller and primary branding tool. The decision would be to move Chief Wahoo into a secondary logo role, the primary logo now being a red block letter C, though Chief Wahoo is still featured on the jersey and the home cap. So they're basically like, we're still going to sell Chihuahua, we still need to make money off Chihuahua, but he's not our main guy anymore. Right, so it's still, they're still kicking him around. What, what, what does a secondary logo 
Like, what, what does so that come into play? It's like, you know, uh, it, it might be on a t-shirt or it might be, yeah, on, on like merchandise, but it, it's not going to be the, uh, the logo that they officially brand themselves with, you know? Yeah. Whereas like in, in like Australia, like the teams all have one logo, you know? And, yeah. But in America, the teams have like a shit ton of logos. They'll have gotcha. like, they'll have like their main logo. They'll have like partial logos, secondary logos, and they'll have like word marks too. Like it's it's big brands in America with their sports teams. Their current logo sucks. Oh, sorry, their new one sucks. The uh, the C. Yeah, I mean that's that's just like a a classic baseball logo, like just the word mark, you know. But it's like it's pretty basic. It looks so dumb. <laughs> I hate it. But they were at this point they were still using Chief Wahoo. Like Chief Wahoo was yeah. still around. They I mean, obviously just... this is a better of the of those two evils yeah. there. But this is like this. How do fucking Americans get so ramped up at sport if this is, like, their team, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the <scene>. AFL. <laughs> yeah, like, AFL, like, everything is so much more animated about all that, you know? It's yeah. just, like, the magpies, you know, fucking the demons, whatever it is, you know? Like, there's so much more, uh, like, energy within those logos. Yeah. And here you got the C. <laughs> yeah, you got the big C, you know? Like <laughs> that's, a, that's just, like, cancer. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> the <even> cancer. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's just it's just not a good logo. I wouldn't no. fucking follow his team. In 2016, Cleveland came to international attention when it made the World Series for the first time in 20 years. Cleveland were attempting to break a 68-year championship drought, but much of the coverage it received was directed instead towards the issue of Chief Wahoo and the Indians' brand. Protesters gathered at all of the Indians' home games during the World Series, and they would go on to lose that series in seven games to the Chicago Cubs, who broke their 108-year drought to become world champions. In the wake of the protests, though Cleveland claimed to be aware of the sensitivity surrounding Chief Wahoo, they still claimed to have no plans to phase out the logo. The MLB stated they would meet with Cleveland at the conclusion of the 2016 World Series to discuss its branding future. As a result, at the start of 2018, the Indians announced that in a year's time, Chief Wahoo would be retired as an official logo and removed from its uniforms, but maintained there was no plan to change the team name. Until there was. It kind of feels like um, they basically got forced to get rid of Chief Wahoo. Like, they didn't want to because it made them so much money on the merchandise, but like the the actual like the the league bosses were like this is not cool anymore. Yeah, I mean for sure, right? Like it's it's wild that it took those really awful protests. Yeah. to make it happen. And this is also like at a time where like Donald Trump has just been like elected president or he's just coming up, you know? Like it's at a real like yeah, racially tensioned yeah, tense time. part in American history and I think a lot of a lot of like um Public figures felt like they had to like make their stance known, you know. What's Auntie Jemima pancakes? Oh, I see. I'm not up to that yet. <laughs> yeah, I just want to look. You yeah, it. that's horrible. All right, keep going. In 2020, in the midst of nationwide and international protests against police brutality and racial injustice, the Cleveland Indians joined ranks with fellow racially branded franchises in the Washington Redskins. Aunt Jemima Pancakes, and locally in Australia, Coon Cheese, in announcing a total rehaul of their brand identity. 
two years after retiring Chief Wahoo, the Cleveland Indians would move towards avoiding any and all characterizations of Native Americans from their branding. Do you remember Crunchies? Yeah, they've changed the name. Uh, yeah, what is it? Chia? Uh, it's Chia now. Yeah, I actually yeah. went to the supermarket and I picked up a packet of Chia cheese and I was like, what is this? Did you feel I better ju- than buying... My- Chloe bought some and I saw it in the fridge and I was like, why did you buy this no-name brand bullshit? What is this? <laughs> and she was like, nah, that's cane. <laughs> yeah, she's like, no, that's good. I was like, okay, good. It's still high-quality cheese. I'm glad they've changed the name, right? Yeah. Um, is it high quality or is it just like? I, I think it's I think it's good. Like you know, if you would make a tier cheese list, the I mean, it was always list. it was always crazy that there was a a cheese that like I think it's named after like a place or something. Like oh, it is, is yeah, place, yeah. But... So it's actually up near where Chloe grew up. Like her dad worked at Bakun Cheese Factories. Oh yeah, but it's like sorry, bigger. No, that was bigger cheese. Oh, okay. Well. But do you remember as a kid? Do you remember those ads where it was like they were trying to replace? Like, the word cheese, when you'd say it in a photograph with coon. Oh, God, I don't remember that. You remember that? No? It was when <laughs> no. we were kids, and it'd be like, say coon, and then oh, like, yeah. everyone would say it, right? And don't say it. I remember being a kid, not understanding, you know, the racial connotations <laughs> there, and I remember us joking about it on the playground and stuff. Not you and me, but people, would, you know, would say it and stuff. It was like that whole, like, you know... Say Robert Tussin instead of Gesundheit type of thing, where like they yeah. you know implant this idea in your head to say a brand name instead well, of like, like to you know, associate local the brand name with the with the product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And some some brands have actually been successful with that, like Staples. Staples is actually the name of the brand, not the item. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 It's, there's quite a few of them out there actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Coon Cheese. That's a local local issue. <laughs> I w- I want to know. More about the protest as a coon cheese. I didn't really know if there was. It almost seemed more like it was. They were like, "Oh, we better change the name," and they were, uh, all the Australians were like, well, "It's just a change." <laughs> well, I don't think it was very public, was it? I mean, like, I feel like it. Like one day, I just walked into the supermarket, and the name was different. So I feel like over over a couple of years, like they um, they they were like. There were some, like, op-eds being like, this is not cool. And I, I feel like all at the same time last year, when everyone was like, shit, we might go under if we don't be anti-racist. They were like, we better we better rebrand. <laughs> Look, but, hit the mills, okay? We can't be racist anymore. <laughs> oh, no, it's the only thing we know how to do. Like, we're ruined! <laughs> we're Australians. It's the one thing we know how to do right. <laughs> Make cheese and make racist remarks. Alright, let's wrap this up. So this takes us to now, July 2021. Cleveland's new baseball identity has been revealed. Starting in 2022, no longer will they be the Cleveland Indians. They will be the Cleveland Guardians. Announcing the change via tweet in a video narrated by Tom Hanks. And I don't think Tom Hanks has any connection to Cleveland or the baseball team. I think <laughs> they were just, just like he's just a well-known person. Yeah, they were just like you know what'll you know what'll like help butter this up, Tom Hanks. <laughs> he butters everyone up. Oh, he's a butter man. <laughs> What's this, Tom Hanks? So the Guardians are named after the Guardians of Traffic, eight statues that line the Hope Memorial Bridge 
near Cleveland's home stadium, Progressive Field. And I find that ironic that this stadium <laughs> is named is Progressive, Progressive Field. Field. <laughs> oh, of course it is. They spent like a hundred years <laughs> named the <laughs> Indians and refused to change because they made money off of it. <laughs> the new name comes with a new, sharper-looking wordmark and a brand new logo called the Cleveland Fastball. It's a baseball with symmetrical letter G's and wings that are taken from the head of the Guardian statues on its sides. Do you see the logo up there next to the statue? Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's better. Yeah. Still I mean, pretty shit mascot. I reckon it's kind of cool. Well, I mean, like, is that their mascot? Like, do they have mascots? Well, they don't. I, I mean, that's their logo. Like, like how, sure that- how, how is a man going to get out there in his little inflatable suit and look like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, he, he could be dressed up like the statue. But, but that's running into issues yeah. again, isn't it? Like, <laughs> but it, again, like American sports teams, they don't they don't fucking adhere to to uh to like those rules. Like, who was there was some NHL mascot a couple years ago that like punched a kid in the head? Oh, wait, I'll try to find. It. Jeez, what did the kid do? Look <laughs> <laughs> like gritty. To, the fucking, to make one of the happiest people in the world punch you, like. <laughs> wait, I'll I'll show you. Look at this. See him? What's he supposed to be? He's like a gremlin or something. He's fine. He does his thing. But, yeah, but you can he, dress up he, as him. He punched a child. Yeah, no, obviously he's got issues. I would, right. as look, a, at, like, look at their logo. <laughs> it's it's just like a P with some wings. And and their logo is a, is a big like, Yeti. Oh, like I see an, what you're saying. Okay, there's no connection between whatever yeah. their mascot is and their Yeah, logo. they just get okay. some big fucking guy in a suit. It can be whatever they want. Right. Okay, yeah, he can do exactly whatever he wants, apparently. <laughs> Go around smashing kids in <laughs> the fucking forehead. Child. It's better than Chief Wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think there's a certain there's a certain uh, romance to a to a mascot like folding children, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because like this like, is the adults' team, you know. No kids like, allowed in this team. This is for serious baseball fans. And it's just like you're there for fun, but if you mess around, yeah, you might you get, get folded, punched yeah. in the head. You might get absolutely bodied by the and that's what, man. That's what sports should be like. I remember when I was a kid, you didn't know if you were going to get punched in the head when you went to the sports. Nowadays, it's like it's meant to be all family friendly and stuff. I kind, I kind of like the whole, you know. People being so angry they want to punch a child. I've been to sports about, I don't know, six times maybe. But yeah. every time I feel like I'm going to get punched because I'm usually trying to be mischief, mischief in some way. Yeah. Like, 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 like do you Toby it- Green to uh, gouge people's eyes. <laughs> well, I mean, Toby Green should gouge, gouge the eyes. He's a crowd pleaser, right? Like, that's yeah, his, he's a superpower. He should be gouging the eyes. It's, speaking mm. of, I was thinking... Dude, if Toby Green causes an injury to whoever the fuck I have money on for a Brownlow, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. Yeah, true. If I he gouges think... the eyes of the man Marcus who's going to win me... F- yeah, if he gouges Bontebelli's eyes, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, you'll... It, it is like 500 bucks. Like, you'd be pretty <laughs> pissed off at Toby for that, right? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I can't bring myself to piss off a Toby because it's never an anger thing. It's always a defense thing with him. 
It's not defense. You know? It's mischief. It's a camar- no. It's a camaraderie thing. He's there yeah. to. He puts himself on the line to protect his fellow teammates it's by true. gouging the eyes of the wrongdoers. Okay, he's like a vigilante at the end yeah. of the day, right? That's true. And I don't know if I can be upset at that if I'm being completely yeah. honest with you. Like, you I know, mean, like, it is it is respectable. Like, who wouldn't yeah. want to play with a man who will gouge eyes for you? It's exactly right. Yeah, it's it's bring. It's like I wish more teams more like that. You know, like maybe I would be a lot more successful in sports if people were willing to body the enemies for me. You know, yeah. Like well, maybe we'd all be better people, better friends if we had someone there who would gouge our enemies' eyes for us. Exactly. Yeah. You know, J- just not for any type of personal gain, just for us. You know, yeah. that's how strong the bond is, right there. Anyway, I. Do feel like every time I go to a football match, I'm going to get king hit. But I think it's it's an illusion nowadays because not many people get punched at the football anymore. But back in the day, people were getting punched all the time at the football. It was like a rite of passage. Yeah, You'd see that all the time. I guess the worst you get these days, you find a very angry old yeah. white male who's way too into saying sports. something racist. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's just kind of <laughs> screaming at the refs or something of his lines. <laughs> For a country in the midst of a culture war, the move from Indians to Guardians has further stoked the flames for ideologues to push their beliefs. Ex-President Donald Trump weighed in on the matter, issuing a statement decrying the change. I think um, (laughs) Trump's here. He's going to read this for us. Oh, wait, wait. Trump's here right now? Can anybody believe that the Cleveland Indians... A storied and cherished baseball franchise since taking the name in 1915 or changing their name to the Guardians. Such a disgrace. And I guarantee that the people who are most angry about it are the many Indians of our country. He goes on to say, A small group of people with absolutely crazy ideas and policies, is forcing these changes to destroy our culture and heritage. At some point, the people will not take it anymore. Wow. President, ex-president Donald Trump. You're in the <laughs> yeah. room, are you? Get out. Jesus, Shoot. Yeah, we don't want yeah, we don't no, want you here. You're not allowed to use the door even. Go out the window, alright? We don't even want you touching our shit. Get out of here. Get your get your fat ass out my window. Oh, I can see him. He's stuck. He's stuck yeah. in the window because he's fat fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here, Trump. Urgh, get out of here. Alright. I've pushed he's him gone. out. Yeah. He's gone. So he is just like I doubt he even cares. Of course that. he doesn't fucking care. He's just riding the fucking momentum as he always does. Yeah. And he says here, a small group of people with absolute crazy ideas and policies. <laughs> like, aka <laughs> Democrats. <laughs> he makes them sound so radicalized. He does it so well. Yeah. He he, he makes it, like, people are going to see that and be like, yeah, yeah, they, they killed my baseball team. Yeah, you know, they take their very small amount of anger towards yeah. these people who are trying to get rid of their cherished, you know, racist yeah. man and they're like you know what actually yeah they're the fucking crazy ones mm. you know i don't need to self-reflect in the slightest because yeah. mr trump mr trump daddy didn't told me that i did not have to do that you know yeah i just love this part here where he says the most angry about it are the many yeah. indians of our country 
not Native Americans or anything. I know, right? the He's many like the Indians. many Indians of our country. They're the ones who are most angry. Fan reaction has been mixed. One commenter on Facebook said, As long as baseball is played in Cleveland, I'm a happy guy. Love this franchise and always will, no matter what. Go Guardians. Another said, Take me off the mailing list. I'm now on the bailing list. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he was he was on their mailing list. He was subscribed to their newsletter. And he's bailing off now. He's, he's bailing like, I want to unsubscribe from your newsletter. <laughs> Take me off the mailing list. I'm now on the bailing list. <laughs> <laughs> the one fan whose profile picture is Chief Wahoo said... The name Guardians sounds like protective underwear for old people. But, if you think about it, Guardians actually sounds like Indians. It's only one syllable away. Guardians. Indians. Indians. I mean, I guess. It's a bad name, right? Like, I kind of like it. But Guardians sucks. Shit name. I think it's kind of a smart way, because I think they were just trying not to alienate, because, like, any way you look at it, a lot of people were attached to the name Indians, and they didn't care that it was racist, you know? And it's like, they need to keep those guys around, financially, you know? You know, this guy, but this guy's totally, like, he's, he's, he's ragging on it, like, he's just trying to, you know, they could have called it, like, the Cleveland Catheters, or something like that, you know? That, that I could understand. That would be you know, a cool name. Cleveland Catheters. Like, we, we love old people. We, I was, we, spent, <laughs> we used to love Indians, now we love old people. <laughs> we just think they're great. <laughs> they they pissed in a tube. <laughs> I mean, that's gotta be pretty hard, right? Just like baseball. But also easy. Sometimes I want to piss in a tube. I was thinking of a name while you're talking. Yeah. Cleveland Maple Bats. What is what is that? It's like a bat made out of maple. <laughs> are they, it's a pretty cool are name. Are they known for their bats? I don't know. Are they known for, is anyone known for bats? I don't. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think everyone invented it at the same time, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, like, what what about maple? <laughs> are they known for their maple syrup? <laughs> well. But my connection there was that they're incredibly north, right? Like, they're just over the border from Canada, and Canada has a lot of maple. So I assumed they would have an influx of maple in Cleveland. I'm pretty sure that's true, yeah. I'm pretty sure Canada has maple syrup. And and the other thing that I, I'm not sure if you actually recognized, you linked but bat, like a baseball bat. Oh, yeah, but obviously. What what do you mean? I thought you were talking about a bat. Like, 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 like a bat? Like an actual yeah. bat? No, I was obviously talking about... Like, they used to make baseball bats out of maple. Maple Did wood. They? Yeah. They probably still do. I thought you meant like a, like a bat <laughs> that got into the maple syrup. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Because that's way cooler. Hey, check out my name. It's like a, it's like a really fucking sticky bat. <laughs> Flies around, man. He loves fruit. He got into the maple tree. <laughs> Now he's sticky and he's going everywhere. <laughs> I don't know if I actually did make it out of maple wood. I think it's ashwood, whatever that is. No, I don't know. I actually don't know anything about baseball except like the teams and their logos and stuff. The There's a team called the called the Padres and their logo is like a fat fat like priest. No way. Cool. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I is. get behind that. <laughs> Alright, but here's here's the weird thing. So some fans have pointed out 
the new Fastball logo. If you flip on its side, it has a kind of familiar shape. Oh, wow. The wing now points upwards like a feather. The end of the G sticks out like a cheek. And the baseball rounds out the bottom like a chin. Or maybe in your peripheral vision, big white teeth. No. Can you Is see that what that? they're doing right? Are they playing us right now? No, that's that's uh that's Chief Wahoo laid yeah, over but, the Guardians logo. No, but does does the Cleveland Guardians think they're that <laughs> fucking smooth they can lay one over on the old stink bug? <laughs> Is that what they think? Do they think that they can just fucking push this new ball logo at me and I'm gonna take it and be like, there's nothing wrong here? <laughs> like, fuck, the, man. You're never gonna rotate it 180 degrees ever again. No, yeah, it's it's. it's Ridiculous! No way. That, that has to be a mistake. They couldn't be that fucking dumb, surely. Well, all right. Here's here's what I think. Mm. I don't think it's a conspiracy, and I don't think Cleveland is trying to keep Chief Wahoo around, hidden in plain sight. I think it goes to show this: logos are shapes, and you can fill in that shape with whatever feels right to you. That's a fucking bitch answer, okay? You know that's a bitch answer. Alright, look at it. Look at it. It has the fucking feathers and everything. It's wild. <laughs> I mean, the feathers... It, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I look, I'll make a fucking shape right now, okay? And I bet it won't look... You can't fucking make like a Chief Wahoo in the slightest, okay? <laughs> I'll make any fucking shape. Alright? And it went... Look. Shape. There you go. Alright, I'm sending you that to you. make a square. There you go. Look at that, alright? Fucking make Chief Wahoo out of that, dickhead. Alright? So fucking clever are you? Look at that shape. Oh, what about this one? Ooh. <laughs> you know, like, it's a fucking dumb bitch answer, Jay. You know, yeah, it's a dumb bitch answer. That is. Alright, well, look, that's. They've gotten rid of Chief Wahoo. They've changed the name. They're not the Indians anymore. They're the Guardians. Their logo might be a bit Chief Wahoo esque. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's actually. It's, I don't it's know. just, it it's just so be, similar, though. Because surely, like, when they were doing this. They would have had like a whiteboard that was like, no racist caricatures. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love the idea that they were in the offices and they had the logo up, and then someone was like bringing in hot coffee and it was like, whoa, and he fucking tripped over and knocked the whiteboard over. Yeah, and they're the like, oh no. <laughs> it's 180 like, degrees. It's, it's too late to change it. <laughs> cover it up, send cover it up. We sent it to the Tom Hanks. <laughs> got Tom Hanks into it. Oh no! Cover it up! Get it out of here! Let Tom Hanks I don't ever want to see that ball again! Sir, what? Tom Hanks has seen it. <laughs> he likes it. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> I can do that one real well. <laughs> oh, there's a snake in my boot! <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Cleveland Indians name change controversy? I mean. It so it took so long. Why did it take so fucking long? You know that's mm. my like like so. Let's let's run this down timeline wise, okay? Right. So yeah. they have shit name, shit name, shit name, shit name. Have a really good Indian player. <laughs> Native. They have a really good Native American player. He's awesome. That's sick. Yeah. They decided to change their name to the Indians due to like some racist bigotry around that time. Right, okay, yeah. it's somewhat, it's not acceptable, but it's, un, like, it's it's gonna happen. It's like the fucking, what is it, like, 1800s at this point? Yep. Right, <laughs> they go on, they go on, go through the 10s, the 20s. But then they became 
the Grand Rapids. <laughs> was it? They should have gone back to the Grand Rapids. That's what they should have done. Well, it was the uh, Grand Rapids Rustlers. Yeah, the the Grand Rapids Rustlers. Now they, right. this this whole thing could have been avoided. A hundred percent. If they right. had been able to say a good thing when they <laughs> had it. So they change their name, right? They become the Indians. Uh, we got Chief Wahoo. You know, like we're still going. We're still going. It's the fucking sixties. It's. I I really admire your comprehension skills. <laughs> 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 right. This is what you've out of it's it becomes to like the twenty tens and now it's the twenty twenties. Yeah. And they've only finally just decided now that they're like, you know what? We're done. We're done with all this fucking protesting. Yeah. We're, we're, d- yeah, we're done. <laughs> you motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're gonna take our shitty name, we're gonna make a new shitty name with it. We're gonna take our we're shitty gonna, logo. We're gonna make some changes around here. <laughs> we're gonna make a new shitty logo with it, you know, like it's just ludicrous. It's ludicrous how long it took them to make this happen. How much work had to go into it. How many people have to kept telling him bad things. How much mm. anger. I'm assuming people got fucking punched over this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm uh, yeah, people violence. got arrested. People were yeah. making uh, lawsuits to like the Human Rights Commission saying that this logo was like against, like violating people's human rights to be discriminated against. Fucking and hell. I think at the end of the day, they didn't care. Because they yeah, they had a baseball team that was making money selling hats. With the a, thing that's wild to cheap me wahoo on it. is they weren't like how much money could they possibly be making? They're, they're shit. They're really bad at the game. <laughs> you know, like this couldn't have happened to a worse team, right? Like pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that much about baseball, but maybe. Like I Listen. think, it, I think it makes sense. Right, that the worst fucking team in the league is also the worst people in the league, right? Maybe. You know, business-wise. Anyway, my, my end thoughts on it. Uh, this is stupid. They should have changed it way earlier. Um, the new logo is shit. Um, it's, oh, I like the new logo, to be honest. I kind of like it. You know, I mean, it's so you Tom Hanks, They don't apparently. make logos like that anymore. It's just some shapes. suggests motion. I reckon it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's better than Chief Wahoo, that's for sure. I can make a better logo in my fucking sleep. Dude, I bet Tom <laughs> Hanks... I, I, wish, I hope Tom Hanks pitched something. You know? He pitched his own idea. It was like, no, uh, you he, know, he was like a, a Wilson he was volleyball or ride. He saw the ball, he was like, that's it. Baseball, you, <laughs> you gotta have a baseball. Do you reckon Tom Hanks was like a protester before he got paid to be a protester in that topic? Probably not. I reckon, yeah. I reckon he feels things deeply, like, he, he'll see something on the news and he'll be like, fucking hell. But he's not going to be going out to the protest. Yeah, I like, I do like the idea of him being like, you know, like, he, he like, they put, like, a casting call out and he's like, me. You don't even have to fucking pay me. I've been waiting for this moment. Yeah, I've been waiting to announce that the Cleveland Indians are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting so fucking long. For my opportunity to tell these fuckers to go away, like just yeah. give it to me. I w- like it's like Ryan Reynolds when he became a Green Lantern. He got paid shit all to be a Green Lantern. Yeah. He just likes Dude. the Green Lantern. You know, you know what they should have called him. Should have called him Cleveland Boot Snakes. Fuck, that's not bad. Yeah. All right, guys, that was episode one. Why are they mad? Thanks so much for checking us out. We're on Instagram at Why Are They Mad Pod. If you liked us, let us know. And if you hated us, let us know that too. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Why do you have to be mad? Why do you have to be mad?
Why you have to be mad? Right in front of me! Who the fuck are you, loser? You're a fucking loser!